you sign the papers. You set me up. You're gonna blame me because you were the business head of the company and you made a bad business deal with your own company. It's gonna be like I'm not a part of Facebook. It won't be like you're not a part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. My name's on the masthead. You might want to check again. It's because I froze the account? You think we were gonna let you parade around in your ridiculous suits pretending you were running this company? Sorry! My Prada's at the cleaners! Along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip-flops, you pretentious douchebag! Security's here. You'll be leaving now? I'm not signing those papers. We will get the signature. Tell me this isn't about me getting into the Phoenix. You, you did it. I knew you did it. You planted that story about the chicken. I didn't plant the story about the chicken. What's he talking about? You had me accused of animal cruelty. Seriously, what the hell's the chicken? And I'll bet what you hated the most is that they identified me as a co-founder of Facebook, which I am. You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. <laughs> Scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glen Livet, Glen Fittick, perhaps, maybe Glen Gow, any Glen. I'm Grungor! I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shake and not stir. Kicked in the nuts before, so I'm <laughs> having something. I know what that's like. That's that ter- pain. I've, you know, that terminal velocity with. going to your butthole. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, plus having that visual like recorded with it, and you don't need. Oh, that. and slow mo. Yeah, the ripple. Yeah, and all the. <laughs> See, Jared, this is why these people need to die. They're they're not. <laughs> their decision making skills. They aren't valued members of society. No, though. they're not. So uh, we'll come back to this as more of them perish. We'll, we'll keep doing. We'll, 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 we'll do. We'll do an anniversary of Jackass one and then three uh, when the next one goes. All right, switching gears from uh, Jackass to a legitimate best picture contender and uh, what a lot of people say uh, was robbed of its particular year, the uh, Social Network, which came mm. out. Um, in 2010, October 1st, 2010, that's the uh, date we're celebrating here and the other film, the forgotten film, admittedly, I'd never heard of it. So it's legitimate this time. Very forgotten. (laughs) Best picture contender versus chain letter, which, um, yeah, if I was not just looking at random dates for this show, I would not know what chain letter, uh, was, is. And, uh, I would say that it. You look at the poster on Wikipedia as I am now. It's uh, about as generic as it gets, as far as like it looks like a like Z grade horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, desperate for one of you to uh, have a take on this that it is not that <laughs> is not <laughs> what exactly it appears. Josh, I hope you have some sort of crazy theory. Um, let's reverse it. Let's go with the forgotten film before we get to the Social Network because I don't know. I don't know how much run we have on Chain Letter. So I'm going to toss the ball to you, Josh. Ever the optimist. Movie <laughs> opens no, no. with a teenage girl uh, duct taped and uh, chained in a garage and being dragged to her death. You will get no um, no optimism here with this movie. Pretty uh, hot? Do you like it? <laughs> pretty kinky? 
<laughs> yeah, that's not the words I would use. Um, <laughs> I think I would use dumb, depraved, uh, just empty. You know, this this is okay. It's pretty good so far. That's a pretty good letterbox <laughs> review you've yeah, got it's... for this one. Yeah, it's just uh, it's the worst that horror has to offer. You know, I I am somebody that. I can love the horror genre when it's done right, and I downright despise it when it's done like this. <laughs> and uh, that—that's just—I'm not—I'm not a grisly person. I don't enjoy seeing things done just to be, just to be grisly, just to be um, edgy, just to try to show terrible, horrible things happening to people. Um, this movie is dumb. It thinks that it has like a, a cool premise and it does not. Uh, it's so dumb because let's say uh, your killer, um, it picks its victims by who does not send out a chain letter that he sends. And oh, 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 he kills people with chain chain letters. You know, it's eh, like, oh, I don't know if that's whoa. dumb. That's just marketing one on one, baby. That's all oh, that's. <laughs> It's about just as hustling. dumb as it gets, Mike. I well, I I didn't have an issue with the weapon of choice from our, uh, you know, I guess our slasher here, even though he's as you say he's using chains. Uh, I think I had more an issue with the first part of the premise, which I'm glad you uh, you explained that. That's about all there is to explain about this movie. So that's that's all you need to know, and you probably won't watch it, dear listener. Uh, 2010 uh, email. A lot of teenagers d- like really on top of their email or. You know, opening these uh, like sort of Sandra Bullock era 1995 net sort of emails with these graphics like uh, spooky music. I, 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 I don't know. It, it may have been on that cusp before uh, technology sort of really changed, especially how well, not only just young people, most people talk to each other, uh, but it felt pretty quaint. Which is it was funny watching it with the social network, which was about <laughs> making sort of said technology and how people <laughs> interact with each other. And social network is set in two thousand three, two thousand four sort of time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we have Chain Letter, two thousand ten, and I believe yeah, they're all really they're, these kids are all on top of their uh, their email accounts with their sidekicks and such. I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. But the main point of this, Josh, and I'm kind of surprised that you uh, you may probably just saving this for your final rant or kill. When we were texting about this, I had uh, another option. I actually don't remember what the other, uh, you know, date was, the other movies. Um, but Jared said, <laughs> I really want to revisit the social network, which, okay. You take, <laughs> you remove chain letter and that's a totally reasonable response, right? right. Social Absolutely. network is acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably only grown. I think since then, which is kind of surprising for something. I was that, actually quite glad to revisit it because it had been a while. And when I watched it, I had a lot of enjoyment rewatching it. But you said in our, uh, our, our iMessage thread for this podcast that would chain letter be so bad that it was going to negate <laughs> a, a movie that we all knew going in like, oh, that's a great movie. And Jared said it was worth the risk, and he's stroking his pube beard right now. <laughs> uh, um, Josh, I'm I'm wondering if you think yes that to get the chance to revisit Social Network was it worth having to see Chain Letter for the first time? Uh, I mean, I guess I, I guess I have to put my my 
mind in some sort of like twisted saw universe type game of like the only way I can watch social network again <laughs> is to watch <laughs> chain letter. And uh man, that's a rough call. That that's very hard to answer. Um I would think it would be easier knowing that Jared's the one who puts you through chain letter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was a good that laugh. No, <laughs> the not, he's taking so much it. enjoyment out of your perceived pain for the past oh, week. Oh, it's it's like a pure, unfiltered joy knowing that you had to watch that. I I got so much enjoyment. <laughs> All right, Jared. So <laughs> look on your face right now. I won. Hate <laughs> you, Jared. At what point in Chain Letter were you getting the most enjoyment, knowing that somewhere? Um, not far from you that uh, your good buddy Josh was having to sit and watch this. Was there a particular scene where you just really loved knowing that Josh was also experiencing it? Well, we all know that Josh doesn't care for the scenes of grizzliness, which any normal person, that's a normal thing about them. But his extremely dumbass chain kills that he was doing, oh boy, whenever I saw those, <laughs> like Josh, Josh is having a fit. He had, what is it? He has like the blunt end of the chain that he smacks somebody in the head with. He's got like this chain that he like <laughs> shoots through a window and spikes somebody. <laughs> it's so stupid. I actually thought uh, uh, having one kill in a uh, high school gymnasium, which like a lot of these movies, relax, yeah. uh, these people don't look like they're in high school. Uh, some of them, I felt like they were like balding already, and they're like on the high school football team. It can happen early. <laughs> That was that was a low blow. I'm sorry. That's about, as, that's about as dark and as disturbing as this movie. <laughs> My hairline. I I, um, I I agree with Josh. They I didn't realize the movie was going. It, it appears that it thinks it's a lot more clever than what it was, as if like it was sort of comparing itself to something like Scream. Mm. Uh, but you know, spoiler alert for this film: there's no like really who done it to this. Oh. It feels like they they call an audible late in the movie and try to get you to care about who the killer is, but they're, they're killing off these teenagers, this group of friends so fast that I think you quickly don't really give a shit. Like, it's not like you're thinking it's one of them and you're well, trying especially, to, especially with the reasoning, at least with like, like I know what you did last summer or whatever. There is like a personal stake. Privacy is something that was at one time considered sacred. That's no longer the case. For instance, right now, right here, I would like some privacy with this class. But modern technology prevents me from doing that. <laughs> what the hell? My phone just like stopped working. Better. How'd you do that? 1995, it's sharper image, blocks cell phones for 50 feet. You see, there was a time when you couldn't call somebody at any time. There were no cell phones. When you went out, until you went home, you had privacy. Your messages were at your home. I have a question. Don't you think it's worth giving up some of your privacy so you can communicate with the world? That's a good point, Jessica. But what about the internet? What about 
my tube, your space. <laughs> and doesn't it bother you that a complete stranger can communicate with you, know what you look like, know what your favorite color is, know what movies you like to watch? All that information is out there, and for what reason? The ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies. Yeah. Really? The ladies? Yes, indeed. And what do you do with the ladies on the internet? Everything. Nothing. You do nothing. You see, I think your generation only sees the good side of technology. But I assure you that where there is a good side, there is also a bad side, and both are out there lurking somewhere. This is like a young person who uses email. I'm anti-technology. You gotta die. It's just so stupid. It's just I don't know. Uh, what if it had I been quit. Jesse Eisenberg who wanted to take down uh, email and do it for business reasons? I'm not saying it would be any smarter, but it probably would have been more entertaining. Yeah, I don't. I have nothing to really save uh, this movie. Um, I did. I did question like, okay, so Jerry, not to steal your thunder here, but I, I did. I actually wanted to look this up. Budget three million dollars, <laughs> and it, it got <laughs> to that like sort of depressing aspect of my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. What sort of grand larceny was this that they cobbled <laughs> together three million dollars of you know multiple people's uh, company their funds to put this out there in the world where they thought this is this is worth our time? This Somebody is <laughs> marketed it, marketed the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be you know, and I understand. You know, films just you know popcorn films. Just they're out to make a buck and maybe entertain some people. They're they're not out for uh, to to make a, a point about society like the Social Network. Uh, the unfortunate thing watching these two is the Social Network is uh, damn fine entertainment. It's funny, uh, it's thrilling, it's got everything. And then there's this one, and it feels lazy. Like it doesn't even like like okay, so Josh, you mentioned I know what you did last summer. I've probably not seen that since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that when I was a teenager, I at least thought the you know the chicks were hot, and <laughs> in that premise, you were kind of like, okay, yeah, you hit you dumb teenagers, you hit somebody with a car, maybe you kind of deserve this, or maybe you don't. Like there's there's at least some sort of moral quandary there where you can kind of enjoy these people being terrorized, like the sort of guilt coming back to haunt them. Someone just opening an email and. <laughs> Like, not even being like, I don't even think they established these kids are using technology <laughs> in the wrong where they've done harm to society. It makes you wonder, no. how did you Completely how did you pick out these particular teenagers? Why? Why why are you here in this town? No, it's, it's, it's random. The guy, you know, for those who haven't watched the movie, and please don't, don't, don't spend an ounce of your time looking or watching this movie. How did, how did you all too. watch this, by the way? It's on... Uh, one of those Roku apps. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I, sent, I actually, rented it. You rented it. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it. At I that. didn't want the, I didn't want the internet boogeyman to bring chains to my house for pirating it. I don't know if I saved myself from this, uh, fictional, uh, killer, but I went back to tangible products and signed up for, uh, DVDs from Netflix again. Cause I got tired <laughs> of some of this nonsense, like looking through the, you know, hundred different streaming services I subscribe to and not finding something like chain letter, which probably is a good thing. Uh, I did get it in yeah. Blu-ray. There's a Blu-ray edition that Netflix sent oh. me and 
wasn't that pleasant. Um, yeah, I hated this. Um, the only other thing I had as a note here was, uh, is this the worst thing we watched for this podcast? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Nothing redeemable about it whatsoever. All right. So all that, all that weight on the social network. I loved this movie when it came out. I, uh, I think I saw it in theaters by myself, but I forced Jared when we were living together to, uh, to watch it on Blu-ray. We had a good time with it. I believe don't want to speak for Jared. And it's one that I've watched, um, probably every couple of years. I, I don't know if it's either like the Aaron Sorkin script, if it's David Fincher, just the way he shoots movies. Um, I don't know. I, this one, uh, this one has a lot to live up to. And, uh, we're almost doing a disservice by pairing it with chain letter because it is such a knockout. Like this probably should have gone up against a forgotten film that people should have checked out. Um, because <laughs> I don't really think we're gonna have to push people to see the social network. So, uh, Josh, what would you think? You know, I asked you in the last recording, the last episode, to try to find some positives for Flyboys. What do you think would be some negatives for the social network? What do you think would be some hangups people would have, even with all the acclaim, mm. uh, about watching this? Well, you do have, I mean, I think a lot of us are charmed by the Sorkin writing and dialogue, but <laughs> Zuckerberg, played by Jesse Eisenberg specifically, can definitely kind of grind on your nerves um he's so mouthy and um grinding on your <laughs> on, like i said on your nerves that from the opening scene it, one of the one of the greatest opening scenes in a movie that mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. a breakup sequence with uh, rooney mara which he pretty much just talks her out of being with him <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's shocking really because as the scene opens they're just in the middle of a typical date night or whatever there's no hint of there being any relationship trouble whatsoever. She seems pretty cheerful, like kind of engaged mm -hmm. and playful. Like, hey, let's get some food. Yeah. You know, they're talking about their day-to-day -day stuff. And just within that conversation, he digs himself so deep into a hole that she, you know, she ends it <laughs> right, right then. The nasty Hellcat comes out. Mark, I'm not speaking in code. Erica. You're obsessed with finals clubs. You have finals club the OCD and you need to see someone about it. We'll prescribe you some sort of medication. You don't care if the side effects may include blindness. Final clubs, not finals clubs. And there's a difference between being obsessed and being motivated. Yes, there is. Well, you do. That was cryptic, so you do speak in code. I didn't mean to be cryptic. I'm just saying I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a better life. Teddy Roosevelt didn't get elected president because he was a member of the Phoenix Club. He was a member of the Porcellian, and yes, he did. Well, why don't you just concentrate on being the best you you can be? Did you really just say that? I was kidding. Although, just because something's trite doesn't make it any less I want to try true. to be straightforward with you and tell you that I think you might want to be a little more supportive. If I get in, I will be taking you to the events and the gatherings, and you'll be meeting a lot of people you wouldn't normally get to meet. You would do that for me? We're dating. Okay. Well, I want to try and be straightforward with you and let you know that we're not anymore. What do you mean? We're not dating anymore. I'm sorry. Is this a joke? No, it's not. You're breaking up with you me? You are going to introduce me to people I wouldn't normally have the chance to meet. What the f... What is that supposed to mean? Wait, settle down. What is it supposed to mean? Erica, the reason we're able to sit here and drink right now is because he used to sleep with the door guy. The door guy, his name is Bobby. I have not slept with the door guy. The door guy is a friend of mine, and he's a perfectly good class of people. And what part of Long Island are you from? Wimbledon? Wait, 
I'm going back to wait, my dorm. Wait, wait. Is this real? Yes. Okay, then wait. I apologize, okay? I have to go study. Erica? Yes. I'm sorry, I mean it. I appreciate that, but I have to go study. Come on, you don't have to study. You don't have to study. Let's just talk. I can't. Why? Because it is exhausting. Dating you is like dating a stairmaster. All I meant is that you're not likely to... Currently. I wasn't making a comment on your parents. I was just saying that you go to BU. I was stating a fact. That's all. And if it seemed rude, then of course I apologize. I have to go study. You don't have to study. Why do you keep saying I don't have to study? Because you go to BU. <laughs> you want to get some food? I am sorry you are not sufficiently impressed with my education. I'm sorry I don't have a robot, so we're even. I think we should just be friends. I don't want friends. I was just being polite. I have no intention of being friends with I'm you. I'm under some pressure right now from my OS class, and if we could just order some food, I think we should be... You are probably going to be a very successful computer person. You're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. Absolutely. Oh, not that's to... what we're saying. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I don't want to... I want to give you a chance to respond, Jared, but you've told me some hilarious... <laughs> Like date stories, and I'm not saying you're by any means a, a Zuckerberg character where you're like this rude or insulting because you're actually like a really polite person. Um, <laughs> but even with your, I'm not gonna say put any of your dates on the record. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think this is something to be impressed by with the zero to sixty with which he goes with this this woman he's been dating being sort of into him and playing along with his uh, constant chatter? To saying I never want to see you again. Do you? I mean, are you impressed as someone who's had uh, quite a few dates that have really, <laughs> really worked over your nerves? Uh, <laughs> but this one went so bad so fast. Um, you know, it's it's that thing of it flared up really, really brightly, but it burned out quickly. So it's probably I would actually prefer that over some of the <laughs> hours long slogs of <laughs> knowing this isn't going to end well, but you're just doing it to be polite anyway. I so want a Jared Dotson social network, <laughs> just the dating segment. Where's this slog? It's just like Schindler's List death march to the trains. Well, three You're going to buy hours. me the prime rib, right? <laughs> three or four hours of condescension <laughs> tends to get on your nerves after a while. Well, Josh brings up a good point then. So we establish a character that's not likable. But for the most part, he, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be both the hero and the villain mm-hmm. in this movie. So Jared, like if you can recall back when you first watched it or just watching it again now, um, you know, how did that sit with you as far as like you're gonna you're gonna be with this guy and his sort of conquest of the world and there are gonna be sometimes you hate him and sometimes he's gonna be really amusing. Well, I that I think that makes the best characters whenever there's some sort of like I'm maybe moral ambiguity is the right term, maybe not. But, I mean, whenever you don't know if you should or should not pull for this person or if you're having trouble figuring out if they're a dirtbag or if you actually think that they're doing something right, I think I hate to keep on harping on it, but this, the recency of watching The Sopranos, I think Tony Soprano was one of the best characters in the history of television simply because like you want to he's he's the the lead character and you want to pull for him much as Zuckerberg is but at the same time it's like you're being when you actually think about it, you're being a real you know dirtbag you're being somebody that it's hard to pull for even though you are the protagonist or antagonist whichever way you feel like classifying him so Josh is there like we open with this breakup 
Is there a moment in the film where you think someone maybe who's too agitated with this character that they don't want to like go along? They don't want to. If it's their first time watching it, is there a point where it turns where they would become interested in seeing him, you know, become like one of the richest men on the planet? Um, I yeah, because I throw that out there only as saying, you know, for some people that might grind on them. That's really not the case for me. I mean, I certainly see him as flawed, but. I'm definitely intrigued to the point that I want to see um, how this comes to be. And it's interesting because there's so many different dynamics going on, like between him and the, uh, uh, what's the twins' names? The, the Winkleboss or the something like that. Winklevi, I believe, is there. Yeah. Called derisively. <laughs> yeah. Even if he was in the wrong there, I kind of don't feel too bad for them. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you're kind of sticking it to the upper class there. That's cool. Sure. And, you know, whatever. And, you know, I can get behind that. It's when he crosses his buddy, played by uh, Andrew Garfield, where you're like, oh, man, that ain't cool. You, you are he's, kind of screwing over. He He's great uh, here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe he was nominated for anything. Uh, Should have been. Garfield. Yeah, he's playing like the, the somewhat thankless part as far as the, you know, the, the straight-laced guy. He's helpful. And then he's like, he just repeatedly sort of screwed over and kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he does have like an, another awesome, very Aaron Sorkin scene with, uh, Justin Timberlake where he, uh, oh, puts yeah. him in his place. just, it, just some yeah. great dialogue. Um, but I also think Garfield, I think he, maybe he grounds the movie cause there is some, like there's an element of Zuckerberg, I guess rightfully so, where now he's, you know, I don't know. I don't know how rich he is, but he's, he's on another realm, um, <laughs> where he's, he already seems fully formed, you know, like when you meet him, he's already, thinking a mile a minute he's extremely intelligent uh self-confident he he just feels so far removed from a normal person that you would you would meet but i don't feel that way about the eduardo character andrew garfield he does feel like someone you could have been buddy with that somehow got roped into this sort of world altering thing that would become facebook He's the one that's worried about like, oh, we're uh, we're shutting down the school servers. We're probably gonna get in trouble for this. Um, you already have a bad oh, reputation, like with women. Like, why are you? We're in college. Why are you trying to hate them? Make them hate us more? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we have a business. I mean, it's like, yeah, history kind of. I mean, I don't know how much of this is historically accurate, but assuming that the broad strokes are. Um, yes, apparently Zuckerberg was correct in his approach about like advertising and how the thing would make money. But, but, you know, looking from Garfield's, uh, character's point of view, you're like, no, that is how you make money. You have to get advertisers and all that. And he's really just trying to do the sensible thing. He's also one that's already financially has skin in the game. So he's looking Mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, how to make this a business because that's his end Mm -hmm. of it. Exactly. I have to admit, when this first came out, I thought it was a horrible idea. Like, I, I didn't like the idea of David Fincher, um, who I, I, Zodiac is one of my all-time favorites, like top five mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Fight Club, obviously, Seven, uh, The Game. And him doing the Facebook movie uh, in 2010, I I was in that camp that was like, we don't need a movie about the creation of Facebook. Facebook, even back then, I was like, that's terrible. I don't really care. <laughs> And even before that, people had really cynically been like, a movie about Facebook? Like, is this going to be like what? Like, like Battleship? Like, <laughs> like a, a silly Facebook movie? Like, like mm. it takes place within the realm of Facebook? I mean, I heard those people making those statements. I'm like, I know you're, I know I'm you're, like, uh, you know, you're, you're pointing out like people's like stupid opinions on the internet, but, uh, there is, you know, maybe from the director of Chain Letter, 
the the version of Sorkin <laughs> script that turns it into Battleship. Uh, maybe not terribly bad. Uh, I guess what I mean though is like they, they were saying like, oh, it's the Facebook movie. It's a movie based on Facebook, and they they, they weren't even understanding at the time that they were talking about the historical like the creation of Facebook. Like they were talking about like it being like a video game movie. Like this is the Facebook movie. Like it takes place within Facebook. And I actually so, think it came out probably at the perfect time because if you, let's say you were making the Facebook movie now, they're so much bigger than they were in 2010 that, you know, there's a lot of blame. I guess studies saying like, Hey, they could have shifted the entire election, the presidential election, in 2016, and mm-hmm. with all the sort of security flaws and how much information people are realizing that they have on you and that's out there to be bought and sold, um, I I kind of like that the movie just remains this sort of personal battle yeah, with Zuckerberg yeah. and how it came to be, not getting into like how it sits in the landscape. That might would make an interesting documentary or something, but as far as like a an actual you know cinematic film goes, it's much more interesting just getting this behind-the-scenes look of its creation. Jared, which of these people do you hate, oh. hate the most? Because I, well, I, don't, I don't see you hanging out with uh, Timberlake's uh, Sean Parker, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> as played by Jesse Eisenberg in particular. I don't see you two uh, <laughs> playing rock band together and having beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just leaves Eduardo, doesn't it? <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know how you feel about Eduardo, because I... You know, there are times it doesn't Jared... matter. Eduardo wouldn't like Jared, so it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, I don't like you. So I'm not <laughs> you know, Timberlake was probably the worst. He, he, there's something about how smarmy and jackassy he is, and the the amount of conspiracy theories he was spewing out, like some you know paranoid <laughs> person who kills people with chains. Uh, well, there we go. Jared's bringing it back to what he really wants to talk about. <laughs> Chain letter. <laughs> You've mentioned it before during social network. I don't want to hear it. Does does social network succeed as a best picture contender, even though it, it ultimately lost to uh, the King speech, which uh, that's another episode for that one. Uh, and I, I'll just state right now my bias as far as something like the King speech being, you know, considered the best film produced that year when there exists a social network. Um, I don't care if it was Chain Letter 2 that came out the same day as King's Speech. I will go on the podcast and say that King's Speech was worse and deserves to be the forgotten film. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we talked about Chain Letter not living up to even something like, you know, uh, Scream quality, which I, I like the Scream franchise as far as being sort of like kind of goofy in its premise, but sort of reveling in it uh, as we slaughter teenagers. Um Jared, how does Social Network sit for you as like a as like a best picture movie, or do you even see it as like an Oscar-y movie? Yeah, I definitely do. Like it, it blew so far past my expectations for it. And I, Josh was talking, touched on that about, oh, it's the Facebook movie. What am I to expect about the Facebook movie? And really, what you end up having is uh, Oscar-worthy performances from you know several people in the movie, and it's such a topic that it is. Yeah, of course, Sean Parker. <laughs> And his Illuminati theories. Um, you know, it's it's entirely lifted. It's such a not it's not an excitable premise. So it's completely carried by the actors and how the movie's composed together and edited. So it's it's much more a technical yeah. show of why it should deserve the Oscars instead of like just being based on 
a popularity contest. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I I think you if you want to look at like sort of awards material and try to remove uh, the subjective aspects of it of I enjoyed mm-hmm. that film more than this mm-hmm. film because that's 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 kind of why you know any of those award ceremonies it's a house of cards because it's kind of goofy and it's just there to advertise movies. Um, I, I think that's a really good point, Jared. That the Social Network put the, put this film in the hands of another writer, not Sorkin, another director, not David Fincher, and not these actors delivering these lines. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see this really go awry where this is like really dry and boring and it's about a bunch of rich people and you're just seeing like how rich will this person be compared to this one? How (laughs) many millions will this one make? Oh, he made 30 million more than that one. And Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell that to audiences and this was a mainstream success, that can really go wrong quickly where people are like, well, they're all fucking rich. What do I care? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, the the loser here is going to (laughs) have a better life than I can ever imagine. Wow. I really feel sorry for him. That's where I kind of thought, you know, if this doesn't work, I could really see you, Jared, really come down hard on this movie. <laughs> so it's, it, I think it's really showing how effective it is and the way they told the story that mm-hmm. that's not even in your mind, that we're just talking about rich people basically with Monopoly money uh, just trying to win a game here, that you still are kind of invested in what what uh, Zuckerberg does to, like, his friend Eduardo, for instance. Well, he's He's got this kind of, like, Robin Hood quality even still <clears throat> during the movie where you want to see him succeed over the Winklevi. But then, you know, again, at the same time, he screws over his other buddy. So it's it's such a, a complicated – and like you said, it could have went very wrong because they're, they're intersecting two separate uh, legal hearings. And then you've got the same people represented in both of them. So it flashes back and forth uh, uh, of, of both. Within seconds, you will jump yeah. in time to two different cases, two different lawsuits. Yeah. But I was never lost, though. So it kept me along the path the entire time. Like it never – that that has the potential to be very confusing as well when you have two legal proceedings. But yeah, it, it was just it, it was a, one of the, a very very well crafted movie. I also and, and well, to comment on what you just spoke about, that's definitely a testament to the direction and the editing that they could the the it could be that um disjointed really like you just you pop in like so many different yeah 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 i mean it's that hopper you know it's going from one scene to the next so quickly back and forth and even while doing it but it feels like zuckerberg's sort of mindset though too that Mm -hmm. he's oh yeah he's distracted and also like he's not missing a beat in any of those scenes Mm -hmm. exactly i mean it's very impressive uh another aspect that i really enjoy and again i don't know how historically accurate this is but just for the sake of telling the story, um, his girlfriend, his girlfriend, or quickly becomes ex-girlfriend, uh, played by Rooney Mara. Um, you kind of get that they use that at, at the very least as insight as to what motivates uh, Zuckerberg. As far as he has all this stuff going on, and obviously he's becoming very successful, but you can see that there's still something lacking that you know. Social status, or or people recognizing his status. Social status. When he approaches her in the restaurant, and she does, she's not even aware of what Facebook is. After all these other people have already embraced it and are kind of falling in love with it, um, even up to the very last scene, which I think it's very telling that that is the last scene of him like 
friend requesting her. The creator of Facebook is friend requesting her and sitting there constantly refreshing to see if she's accepted it. Um, I mean, it kind of it gives Jared some one last chance to laugh at the rich boy. <laughs> Can't yeah. have it all. <laughs> We've had those drunken nights, Zuckerberg. Believe me, I know what you're doing. Yeah, but what's I mean, that, that's just it though. Is that he's kind of doing it out of like a he has all these things to be proud of and to feel accomplished of, but he's still lacking in that area because he still has fall, technically fallen short in that. I mean, with the way he's treated Eduardo and the, well, the way he does his basic things he wants. Yeah, He's not yeah. that far. Uh, maybe Eduardo, at least in the film. And I, I think, you know, you, Josh, you keep saying, I don't know if it's historically accurate. I think some of the criticisms that can be lobbed against the film from, you know, people who are real uh, is that I think for the most part, they took this from, Eduardo's account of what happened, or at least his right, side right. of things, um, right. and then maybe that's why he comes across as so you know such a white hat. Even though, yeah, he was. Screwed. I'm not accusing. I'm not accusing the movie of like blatantly lying. I just don't know to what degree some of these things. But I, I mean, I think it's a great you know it's a great way to sort of open and close your film, and that these these are people that have everything. Going to the Winklevoss twins, uh, the Sean Parker character, played by Justin Timberlake, who, when we meet him, is sleeping with uh, Dakota Johnson, I believe, maybe an early appearance from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he has no responsibilities. He's sleeping with college students, uh, doesn't seem to have a job, just kind of lay about, but he's rich uh, off an idea that was to steal from the music industry, Napster. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems quite proud of that, that he's not really created something. He's just sort of, uh, you know, he's just on the backs of other people has made his wealth. Saint, the Winklevoss twins come from a very wealthy family. This, their father sort of got their foot in the door. Um, so I guess, you know, to Jared saying that uh, Zuckerberg's like a Robin Hood, he did, at least he created something. But he's sort of guilty of the same sin as all those characters in that he has everything and yet he still wants more. There's still more mm-hmm. that he needs and he can't just enjoy what he has and all of them. It's just like this desire to control everything. Like there really is, think about the, if, if we're to believe the film, the Eduardo character, what, what was the financial point of, of as, as the Zuckerberg character says to be that rough with him, to take him down to nothing, forcing a man to say, you better lawyer up. I'm coming back for everything as opposed mm-hmm. to just <laughs> giving him his, his stake and just letting it be, we have Let to have five percent. Yeah, we have to make an enemy of this man. Where we're going to have to sell. We're going to have to pay him, as Rashida Jones says. You're just going to have to pay everybody because mm-hmm. you come across as an asshole. There's no way mm-hmm. around the fact that you look and sound like an asshole. That actually might have been a better way to end the movie, Sorkin. If she just have Rashida <laughs> Jones and you look like an asshole, and then cut to credits. <laughs> that's all. I, that's really all I've got as far as improving this movie. I, I think well, it's a classic. I kind of think that's the point. It's like it's kind of asking, like, why, why do you have to be this way? You know, like, why, why, <laughs> why is it so difficult for you to like have any humanity about yourself and like be able to? I take it back. Embrace these other people, Josh, old man, Josh. I like yours better than my my crass. You're an asshole. You look like an <laughs> asshole. You sound like one. Just why do you have to be this way? <laughs> just just <laughs> something about that stings you more. Yeah. <laughs> just sadder. It just sounds like you know <laughs> your mom or dad just expressing disappointment in you. Just why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, uh, Jared, 
the uh, what were the, the what were our numbers here for this one? The numbers. Box office and Rotten Tomatoes for these. Two. Ninety-six point four million dollars made on a forty million dollar budget. Ninety-five percent critics, eighty-six percent audience. Uh, that's you know that's a little bit higher for the audience score than I would have anticipated. I understand it's being critical, darling, but uh, yeah, maybe I underestimated people there. What about uh, Chain Letter? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, a three million dollar budget, and uh, it made a whopping. <laughs> Hundred and thirty-eight thousand seven hundred dollars. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, uh, twenty-nine. Take joy in that. Twenty-nine percent critics, forty-six percent audience. Right, so, so even for a slasher, it's it's uh you know the the moral of this episode is I should have more faith in people because they uh, they embrace right. social network. Uh, even if the academy ultimately didn't for the top prize, um, I don't think any one of us is going to come down and say. Uh, chain letter in any shape or form uh, deserves uh, anything but being a forgotten film. I will say it's good to prank your buddy with. It has uh, at least one positive note. Uh, <laughs> I chain lettered you. Faith in uh, humanity. Destroyed again. <laughs> Close friends. <laughs> For, <laughs> we hate each three other. Three decades and Jared uh, takes glee in knowing that uh, I paid for DVD Netflix like a fucking tool, like a fucking idiot, like a jackass. Oh, your pain makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like an old man. That's what I did. <laughs> Signed up for that DVD.com service to watch Chain Letter. <laughs> Go back to DVD. I wonder if that set off some red flags where they're like, someone just uh, signed DVD. up for an account, and the very first thing they asked for was Chain Letter. Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glen Olivet, Glen Fiddick, perhaps, maybe a Glen Gow, any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. I don't know. Uh, what are we doing next uh, time? Uh, oh, I know what we're doing, Josh. Um, are you saying my name for it? <laughs> yes, Josh. Are, are you excited for uh, Bamboozled? I'm excited to watch it. I, I don't know about talking about it. it seems <laughs> the, 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 voice, complex. the voice cracks already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounding guilty and you haven't even watched it. Uh, it will be, that will be our forgotten film, even though it's a Spike Lee joint. Um be going up against the very successful meet the parents and just uh you don't really you won't even need clips in my editing for meet the parents not only because it's so successful but because every time ben stiller sounds extremely nervous or under stress that will be josh talking about spike lee's bamboo <laughs> 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 so uh follow along uh with us on twitter and instagram at sober cinema and facebook of course i guess we have a facebook page why not? Oh, absolutely. I think we have all of two likes, one of whom uh, is a guy I work with, and the other one's probably Hiro. Shout out to Hiro. Hiro. I sent it to Zuckerberg himself. Uh, the, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll grab it this, this week. This episode, yes. 